Hello and welcome back to the Kobe Sensory Podcast. I'm Mehmet and for those one who just joined us, uh, we are a Memory Coffee Lab. We are located in Houston, Texas and um, our podcast objective is really to introduce coffee and explain uh, about coffee on a sensory perspective and aspect because we believe that you know the best coffee is the one that you like. And uh, at the end of the day, it's all about how you taste the coffee and how do you like it. So, uh, in the first uh, first part of um, of uh, the coffee and food pairing, we kind of dig a little bit into the, the principle and uh, the coffee and roast pairing. And here, I'm gonna introduce a little bit about the um, kind of the, the, the what is a flavor, and then we will go through uh, some fun pairing by origin or, and then later on by um, brews and um, type of foods. So, what is a flavor? Um, basically, the, uh, the coffee flavor is really a result of a, a lot of reactions uh, impacting a lot of chemical compounds. And among those chemical compounds, two of them, two families of them are interesting here. The first is the volatile compounds. Those are created during the roasting process and uh, they are the key parameters when you assess the quality of the coffee. Those compounds, they are characterized not by the roast profile only, but also the coffee varieties, the kind of the DNA of the coffee, the farmer's processing technique and the uh, geographical origin of the coffee. So all in all the terroir of, of the coffee. And overall, there's over a thousand volatile compounds in coffee after roasting. Just to give you a comparison, uh, wine is about 500 and beer about 200 volatile compounds, but roast coffee about a thousand. Uh, yet only a small number of those uh, compounds can be perceived um, uh, by your nose. About, about 30 individual volatiles uh, can be perceived by your nose as, um, as aromas. And when you analyze the aroma, uh, you should bear in mind that it's probably more closely related to the quantity of one single compound, plus the synergy between other compounds uh, and the threshold. All compounds have thresholds. For, uh, for example, um, for taste, so which is, this is not our aroma, but just to give you a comparison, you detect uh, quicker uh, bitterness and acidity than sweetness. The thresholds uh, are much higher. Um, and to create those, those volatile compounds, you have, uh, as I said, a lot of uh, chemical reactions. And the main chemical reaction is called the Maillard reaction, uh, happening during the roasting process. Another one is, basically the Maillard reaction is the amino acid and the um, sugar uh, that react to create other compounds. And it gives a, a color change, usually, in any baking process. Other uh, important reaction uh, is the uh, degradation of uh, chlorogenic acid to create uh, caffeic acid, lactones, and quinic acids. And those, those compounds mainly contribute to the bitterness and astringency of the coffee. And then you have a striker degradation reaction that happen mainly in the um, development stage of, uh, of the roasting, so after what we call the first crack. And those refers to kind of the breakdown of amino acid in aldehydes and ketones, which is the kind of the good smell uh, of coffee. Uh, 
So those are those were the volatile compounds. And and sometimes uh, when you have coffee, the taste and the smell are different because whatever you smell is gone. It's in the air. It's pushed. Uh, basically, the, pre the internal pressure is is higher than the atmospheric pressure slightly higher not too high that's that's why you can perceive them and some others are non-volatile compound or what we call soluble compounds and the amount of soluble compound is really based on the quality of the green coffee so uh some some really soluble or non-volatile compounds that you should be aware of are kind of caffeine and uh, trigonaline those uh affect the perception of strength of bitterness and body and uh, trigonelin is mm, responsible for the aroma of the rusted coffee or the rusted kind of smell of uh, the brewed coffee. You then have, also have the uh, quinic uh, acid. This is mostly the bitterness and astringency and some transcenamic acid, but that's just, it's something that increases with roasting and mostly presents a very dark roast. Then you have uh, carbohydrate and uh, polysaccharides, and basically some polysaccharides, it's a form of carbohydrates, um, are kind of, uh, they, they play an essential role in retaining the volatile compounds in coffee, which also contribute to, as we said before, the aroma. And in terms of flavor, they are responsible for the um, viscosity of the beverage, the kind of mouthfeel, the texture. Um, and the smaller uh, kind of molecules, like glucose or fructose, they contribute to the perception of sweetness in the coffee. You have uh, the lipids. Um, lipids mostly contribute to the texture of the brewed coffee. Uh, the protein, the melanoidins. Melanoidins, once again, they are produced by the Maillard reaction. And uh, they are very large molecules that create, one, the brown color in, in our beans and add the texture um, to the uh, coffee uh, brew. This means that the uh, amino acid content of coffee is closely related to its quality. Uh, the more amino acid and sugar you have in the green coffee, the more reactions and the more melanoidins will happen during the roasting process. And then you have some also minerals and organic acids uh, that are a part of the um, soluble compounds. So that's what creates a flavor. It's really the uh, result of a lot of chemical reaction and physical reaction uh, imp uh, impacting two main uh, compounds, the volatile and the soluble compounds. Now let's go back to, uh, to food pairing. And um, pairing coffees, so before we saw a little bit about pairing with, um, with Ross profile, but it's, pairing coffee goes way beyond that. Um, because you can also pair with different origin or even different varieties of coffee. Um, currently, there's, there's one, about, a little more than 129 species of coffee identified. And uh, everywhere in the, uh, in the origin, you can really cross-play with, uh, with either the variety or the, um, the origin of the country when you pair with your coffee. And some typical kind of uh, varieties, it's not everything, but it gives a great insight. Uh, for example, Tipica, Tipica uh, it's considered as the original variety from which all of the varieties have been muted. And the fruits is usually red, and it pairs really well with rich kind of dessert, baked goods, chocolate, something quite, quite classic. 
Um, another example would be uh, a Maragot Tepe, which is a mutation of Tipica discovered in Brazil. And it's really, it really produces a distinctive uh, flavor, something that can be close to um, very large, like a Kenyan coffee. And it can pair really well with uh, pies, sweet cakes, and also baked goods. Then you have Heirloom, uh, which is the wild Arabica varieties in Ethiopia. And uh, those are really complex, citrusy, floral uh, notes and with some, some honey sweetness. And it pairs well with any fruit pie, fruit cake, and also light, savory meal. So now, when you pair with Origin, um, if we break down in the three kind of main uh, region, Latin American coffee, they mostly well balanced with uh, with bright, sometimes tangy notes. The body, so the texture is is uh, is, is medium to to full, um, and the acidity quite medium, uh, medium to high. So, uh, but important an important information here is that due to the uh, different climate uh, with some region and countries like Colombia. In Latin America, the uh, the aromas and flavors can be so different from a region to another. Um, and flavor uh, pairing wise, uh, Latin American coffee pairs extremely well with uh, breakfast breads, muffins, citrus fruits, blueberries, apples, nuts. There's a lot of um, similar compounds, similar 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 chemical uh, compounds that you can find in uh, in those uh, notes, those coffees, and uh, in those um, those flavor pairing because those um, so breakfast bread muffins citrus fruits blueberries apples nuts they all have uh, uh, certain also their own kind of um, flavor profile with flavor compounds and all the coffees uh, kind of if you just check all the coffees they all have a little bit of all the compounds but a Latin American coffee really have more of certain ones that can pair with um, with those foods. Uh, for African and Middle Eastern coffees, uh, we have a very like berry, uh, high acidity, um, some wine-like characteristics with sometimes spice and cocoa notes. Uh, the body is quite you know light to, to medium and those pairs extremely well with berries, citrus fruits, raisins, currants, cinnamon, cardamom, and some some light chocolate, and then in uh, uh, in Asia Pacific, it's more you know robust and earthy characteristics. Uh, some have flavor herbal herbal or floral notes, and the body is quite full. The acidity quite low, so it pairs well with any cheese, butter, caramel, maple, toffee, and also a lot of savory food um, uh, for uh, the Southeast Asian uh, coffees. Now, if we uh, start uh, pairing with the food type, because instead of you know, pairing coffee uh, with, with food, we can also pair food with coffee. So in fruit pairing, it's quite straightforward, basically. Uh, like Berries goes well with, with Kenyan coffee, but also with Yemeni and, and Jamaica coffee. Um, peaches, apricots, so any uh, kind of stone fruits are well with Tanzanian coffee, um, some Guatemalan and Honduras. And any fruit tart, because with the fruit tart you, you kind of create a baking process, then you can include some Costa Rican, some Brazil or Colombian coffee. 
in chocolate pairing, well, honestly, chocolate pairing is kind of the easiest out of the two pair. Um, but let's go from kind of the the light to the dark ones. So white chocolate pairs well with Costa Rican, uh, Colombian, and even some Yemen because you have those really buttery um, texture, but also a very sweeter one. And then it goes to milk chocolate that still pair well with Colombian, but also with Sumatran coffee. Dark chocolate will go better with, I will say, Indonesian, Brazil, and Guatemalan coffee. And then you have brownies, uh, which are very, very full-bodied and super, super chocolatey and dense. And that's really like, you know, your Brazil, your Indonesia to pair with. You don't, uh, it can work sometimes with some Ethiopian coffees, uh, because we've seen that some Ethiopian coffees, some natural coffees especially, have those fruity slash chocolate notes. And that can create a really good and delicious pairing with um, brownies, cheesecakes, chocolate cakes. Um, baked goods, baked goods, I love baked goods baked goods because um, they they really must kind of paired food type when you order coffee and most of the, the countries it's always you know for example you need to Italy with with biscotti or donuts uh, in the US it's really like the the staple aside of um, of coffee uh, so for biscotti I really love espressos any kind of single origin espressos really works well with biscotti um, the carrot cake, um, carrot cake were very famous, uh, very popular, I would say, in um, in the UK, I remember. So Colombian coffee goes really well with carrot cake. In, in some Colombian coffee, you have some savory, um, almost sometimes some some peppery uh, notes that can um, that can happen, and also a very creamy uh, creamy body with a with a lot of cherries that I found often in in Colombian in Colombian coffees. It's it's really like the um, the comfortable coffee to have with um, with uh, with flounds, uh, carrot cake, and cinnamon buns. With donuts, well, honestly, you can go with uh, any Costa Rican, Guatemalan that has that sustain a medium to full body. Um, donuts are quite filling, and if you have a light kind of juicy. African coffees, it will really be um, a waste for the coffee because the donut would kind of overpower the coffee. So you need like a coffee that has a certain texture and especially a certain aftertaste to really mix well with the donuts. Um, same with the muffins um, and oatmeal. So oats, oats bring like a little bit of, of cereally uh, slash nuts. Uh, taste and so it can go well with um, a medium roast Nicaraguan or a Brazilian uh, coffee and uh, then sweetbreads basically uh, Costa Rican and once again Colombian uh, and Brazilian so for baked goods because baked goods uh, are quite gooey and, uh, and and kind of very creamy on a texture uh, are really suggest to go for something that has a kind of a presence in uh, in the, in the mouthfeel. And then uh, coffee and cheese. So that's um, that's kind of the weird one. And for coffee and cheese, it's really uh, it's really really tricky, and that will depend on the cheese type. So for creamy cheese, go for a tropical, uh, fruity and bright coffee. For hard cheese, any coffee mostly work. Just 
not something that are that is too experimental or too fruity or too zesty. So avoid any uh, any um, kind of lactic fermentation processes or any Kenyan high Kenyan coffees. Just any kind of comfortable and warm and, and sweet coffee will work with hard cheese. With sour cheese, that's very good. I love, I love pairing sour cheese with, with Kenyan and Ethiopian coffees. Those acidity really match well together. And with any milky, uh, milky cheese type, um, coffees that have some chocolatey notes uh, pairs extremely well. Espresso actually goes well with, with milky, uh, milky cheese. And uh, that list is still in research. I'm still doing some research about how to pair some savory food like meat, like fish. Um, salmon goes extremely well with coffee, uh, but when it comes to, uh, to white fish, it's a little bit hard and spicy food is extremely hard to pair. If you are into spicy food, I really, really, really suggest uh, low acidic uh, coffee, something uh, closer to a Costa Rican, Brazil, or Indonesia, because high acidity coffee will be completely messed up by any any spicy food. If you have any uh, question or any interrogation about those um, those pairing, and if you want also any details, please uh, please let me know at memlycoffee.com. Um, I have a full, basically, research. Uh, done about the chemical involved into those those pairing, and here I'm just kind of introducing the um, the headline, the big lines, without getting too much into the detail because it can get really geeky and uh, and quite um, quite uh, brain racking. So next week, let's talk more about how to pair, basically how to brew the coffee when you pair with food. You know that when you uh, when you make an espresso versus a filter, the the strength is different, the texture is different. So we will talk a little bit about that, and also about some historical pairing. Uh, how did we pair coffee in the past, and how overall we paired flavors in the past? Uh, because that's how we can help kind of uh, the overall experience. And because we have coffee in food almost all the time. Um, having the best pairing experience can also help us understand more about the flavor that we have it. Right, thank you very much for, um, for your time. And if you have once again any question, please uh, ping me on memlycoffee.com. Uh, after this coffee and food pairing uh, kind of small uh, series, we will dive more into, um, into the effect of, um, of farming, uh, processing and roasting in the flavors and the different phases, how they impact the coffee that you're having. The, uh, the our other senses, so we will play a little bit with our senses, like the music, the lights, the, uh, the shape of the cups, the color of the cups, uh, how those kind of impact your, your perception of, of, uh, of certain notes, certain flavors and aromas. And then later on, maybe some, uh, some home experience, how we can apply that at home. Thank you very much and uh, see you next week.